Alright, what's up nation? Now before we get to the show, I'd just like to leave a little disclaimer for you um, about the content of the show. Now, when you hear me say things on here, I don't want you to take them as fact immediately. I want you to do your own research, and I want you to decide what you think for yourself. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm no better than any mainstream news source out there if I tell you what to think. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone you can trust. So do your research if you want to learn more about a topic I've talked about and decide what you think for yourself. Anyway, let's get right to the show. Alright, Nation, we're back. Just kidding. It's not the show yet. Um, I just wanted to leave a little disclaimer because I don't want any of the bands or people that I interview or any ads if I had them to uh, to feel like they kind of got uh, gypped or anything because... Uh, I, I have pretty strong beliefs on many things, and I just want to make sure that you guys know that I'm, that no one on that's featured on my podcast, no guests, no interviews, no bands, agree with what I say, unless they explicitly say, okay? That's the only time. And unless it is said that, they don't agree with me. As far as I know, they don't know what a politic is. All right, it's uh, it, but there, it's just uh, it's just music that I like and people that I want to talk to. So, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Just what I want to say before we got to the show. Without any further ado, let's get to the show. Greetings, nation! You just tuned into another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations, spewing the truth since 2018. I'm your host, Max Pichette, and today we have a bunch of stuff we're going to be talking about. It's episode 100, so that's really cool. Uh, it's been three years now, over three years since I've been doing this show, and uh, I've loved just about every every second of it, you know? There's been a few times where it's got a bit stressful, but that was just, that wasn't because of the podcast, that was just because of other things, but almost the entire time, I've enjoyed it so much, and I enjoy just talking to, talking to myself most of the time, but uh, I know I'm talking to you guys who listen, so that's fun, I enjoy, um, I, I, I do enjoy people listening, and um, sharing music and having music shared with me and all the things that come along with, um, being on or be doing this show. So awesome. I'm very happy, uh, that we've made it this far. Uh, this episode took two weeks to do. And in fact, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start, well, I'm making this halfway into the first week in which I should have been working on it, but oh well. You know, I'll get it finished. Like, I have another week and a half. or Yeah, so, anyway. Uh, we're going to be reviewing an album. Likely two this week. Um, but, but uh, yeah. Um, hopefully we're going to do an interview, but uh, that is yet to be seen. Um, we're going to do fun stuff like that. Uh, that's actually probably, that's probably not going to happen in an interview, but yeah, we're definitely going to review an album. I'm going to talk about some recent things in COVID and my thoughts and 
how stupid people are. You know, so that's just uh, that's just what we're gonna be doing. But like, whatever, whatever. It's uh, I can't wait. Again, it's a hundred. Uh, it's episode a hundred, and it's awesome. A a very momentous occasion. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, got some more new music to share with you. Um, some some actually really cool music. Uh, all all of the music that we play on here is cool, but this is just like the newest batch of music that we've gotten. Um, a song called "Hollow," of course. Well, not of course, because you guys didn't know that. But uh, "Hollow" by Kiloton Tiger, um, another uh, one of the newer bands that have joined on, and we're glad to have them on. Just some hard rock, heavy metal. Stuff from uh, Glattensbury, I believe. Um, uh, they're a fairly new band, and I'm glad to give them a little bit of publicity. And we have another new band uh, that we're gonna be, uh, excuse me, playing music from on the show. So, yeah, I like to uh, I like to find these awesome small bands, and then you know basically promote them on the show. You know that's basically what I'm doing. I'm not trying to like gain anything from it except awesome music to enhance my show and enhance uh you know their publicity and their famousness because i uh i'm really i i really like um to see bands you know trying to make it and producing good music but yeah i don't like seeing that they don't get enough uh publicity and stuff because they're so good you know like you have bands like metallica that are still getting all the like they're one of the biggest bands in metal, and they're not that good anymore, frankly. And, you know, they're... Yeah, and the, you see bands like Kiloton Tiger, and then later in the show we have another uh, band from Halifax called Bloodprint. And, uh, you know, you see these bands, like, why aren't they... Um, why aren't they the Metallica of now, you know? And, you know, it's just stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, whatever, but uh, what 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 I can do for them is play their music in the show and hope you like it, and hope you can check it out. So we'll leave some links to the stuff, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll be right back. I'm not the chat. Oh,
Would you stand the trees upright? Would you stop the world from falling? And give the stars back their light? And give the stars back their light? That was Hollow by Killton Tiger um, on Phenomena Nation's podcast. Really awesome song. Uh, I'm a fan of them. Pretty big fan. Uh, they, they have three songs? I can't remember. But um, good music nonetheless. So that's just, uh, it's just what it is. It's just good music. There's nothing more I can say about it other than the fact that it's it's just good. It's just basic. Not basic. It's, uh, it's cool hard rock, heavy metal type music. And I could, I think I could hear a a little bit of like new metal slash industrial kind of influences, and I really like that. Uh, I like that, you know. It's uh, there's a lot of hard rock out there, and a lot of it sucks, but there's also a lot of it that doesn't suck, and then there's a lot of it that's mediocre. This is the stuff that doesn't suck. So there's just uh, yeah, that was Killerton Tiger. Anyway, so awesome band, great guys. Um, yeah, anyway, so, that's, uh, that's just my thoughts about that, and just, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, we're reviewing an album! And, uh, you're gonna get two, I think, right now. I'm gonna just take out two, or, oh, I'm gonna talk about two, whether or not I'm just gonna, like, review them or anything, uh, to talk about them. Uh, the first album I wanna start out with is not the album that I, like, the, the one that I really... Enjoy like I did enjoy this album. Don't get me wrong, but like not the main one that I'm gonna talk about. I just want to start out with um, Austrian Death Machines' Total Brutal, which is their first album. Uh, it's a Schwarzenegger like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, themed band, so it's uh, all about his movies, so like Predator and Terminator and last action hero and stuff like that and all the songs are themed around his movies or things that he's done um it's fronted and created by the guy from uh i think tim lambesis could be pronouncing his last name wrong but uh, from as i lay dying and i think it's really cool what they did with this album uh total brutal is they uh because he's a metalcore singer uh, he does uh, screams and stuff, obviously, because, you know, that's part of what metalcore is, along with uh, the melodies and such, and whatever. It, it, metalcore is very weird, depending on what who does it, but uh, anyway, he, uh, he it's, uh, it's awesome. It's like a thrash metal slash metalcore band, and because of the screams, it adds like this super cool kind of death thrash uh vibe to it which i've been actually really looking for an awesome death thrash album after i heard uh jungle rot's uh order shall prevail i haven't found one that has lived up to its standard until this and i know it's it's technically like a crossover thrash slash metalcore album which of course it is it, 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 you can definitely hear the metalcore aspects of it and the thrash it, you can definitely hear it in the instrumentation as well as the vocals often um they this one ha- balances with screams and um thrash vocals as well as metalcore vocals which are different there's uh some screams that sound like a metalcore and some ones that sound like death metal so you know 
And it, that's really cool how they did it, actually. I, I enjoyed it. Because, like I said, because of the screams and the thrashiness of it, uh, from the, and the screams from the metalcore uh, aspect of it, it adds, like, this death thrash vibe to it. And like I said, I've been looking for a really good death thrash album. Uh, and I think I found it. And again, it, like I said, it's not death thrash, but it's it's just thrash metal with metalcore. It just sounds like it, and it has that vibe. So, you know, I'll just call it whatever. It's a, it's a mixture of thrash, death thrash, and uh, metalcore, and I really enjoy that. And, and it's funny, too, because they have skits in between some songs, and, it, and that's what makes it particularly uh, unique, like, um, apart from being a good band and uh, actually good music. Well, like, it, it's, uh, it's actually, like, a, it's mostly done by Tim from uh, As They Lay Dying, he does the guitars, bass, vocals, and drums for the most part. But he also had a whole bunch of different people come on and uh, do uh, other parts. They had drum parts and guitar solos and so on and so forth. And uh, they have a guy, I can't remember his name, I think it's Chad. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but he played um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character. Arnold. And it's... Uh, it's actually really funny because uh, they make in the second album, Double Brutal. They make fun of his. Uh, it, it's that one goes more towards the death thrash or like heavier metalcore, um, with elements of uh, just basic crossover thrash and stuff like that than the first one. But it's still good, and you can and it's definitely Austrian Death Machine. So it's called Austrian Death Machine because. Uh, Obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Austrian, and uh, he's a death machine in the Terminator, basically, so that's kind of why they named it that. But anyway, it's just an awesome, awesome, fun, very fun band. Um, I would recommend it to most anybody who's uh, willing to hear a little bit of screaming in their music and some brutal vocals, so... They make they they make jokes about it too. They make fun of Tim from for for being in As I Lay Dying in the album, and it's really funny actually. So, it, it, go check it out if you're into that kind of stuff. But on to the main album that I wanted to talk about. Oh, um, Total Brutal gets like an eight out of ten. There's just something I wanted more out of it, but it's just really good. So anyway, uh, it's yeah, like I said, it's it's just really cool. I definitely enjoyed it. It's just not a 9 or a 10, which is really good. I don't know. Now, the next one is actually a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, not what I would usually listen to. It's a progressive thrash. Not progressive thrash, uh, just progressive metal, actually. Which is... Uh, I'll listen to different progressive thrash bands and stuff like that, or technical bands, but I don't really listen to progressive... Um, just straight up progressive metal because it just didn't, uh, it wasn't just my, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of like the, uh, the fancy guitar thing. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm actually, uh, I actually, I can appreciate it at least, you know, and not all the time am I like, oh, I don't want to listen to that because sometimes I do. Uh, I want to talk about fate's war fate's warnings, 
Um, a Pleasant Shade of Grey, a concept album created by them. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a concept album is, you just kind of have to experience it to know, you know. Like uh, Guar, um, their album, I think I think it's their 10th album, uh, Beyond Hell is a concept album because it tells one story. All the songs are connected th through the story of Guar going to hell and fighting the devil. And then uh, uh, Voivod's Killing Technology is another concept album about uh, their mascot, Korgel, going through space and stuff and whatever. And then this one is a concept album, not in the story aspect, it's not, or, or rock opera is what could be called the other ones as well. Concept album, rock opera, whatever. This is a concept album in the fact that it's one 54-minute song broken into 12 pieces. And don't let that scare you, because I kind of did until I listened to it, and it was surprisingly good. You know? There's, a. Uh, it was really weird, actually, because it's, uh, I've, I haven't listened to their other stuff, but I, I was doing a little bit of research and it, it, apparently it's a little bit different than all their other stuff. It's a little bit more dark, and it has influences from classical music and industrial and psychedelic music and stuff like that. And you can really hear that in the music, and it's, uh... There's some of the stuff that has... Some of the parts in the song... I'm gonna just refer to it as a song, even though it's technically an album. It's, it's, it's one 54-minute song broken into 12 pieces. And there's some parts where it's uh, all kind of moody and creepy and ominous. And then there's parts where it's uh, not upbeat, because it's not a happy album by no means. Um, but just more up-tempo um, and less, like... Uh, in the industrial influence parts seem to be definitely more of the darker parts of the song... Or, like, uh, more ominous or off-putting. Whereas, there's one, some parts that just sound, like, straight-up 80s, like, uh, rock, radio rock or pop rock and stuff like that. And then there's some parts that, like, are super heavy. And then there's one part, oh, my favorite part of the album is when it gets, uh, kind of, like, Primus-y and stuff like that. But, like... I don't know. I can't remember what part it is. Could be part six, four, five, or six, and it's like a down, 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 and it has a really cool drum part, and it it reminds me of like just the drumsticks falling on the drums, just down the drums, but in a very beautiful way, you know, and it, just the entire album is for lack of a better term, beautiful. And like I, I've said this before, I don't use the term beautiful too much when talking about music, even though I have quite... I actually have said music is beautiful a couple times on the show. Uh, this one is actually uh, amazing. It, like I said, it is beautiful. It, it's a work of art. I don't often regard... Um, music as art in the way that I do this album. I always re re regard music as art because it is. It's a form of art. It's a, it's a way of self-expression. But the way that this album has 
presented itself as um, just the beauty of it is just amazing and just so well put together. There's some parts where it, 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 they the parts range from a minute and like 20 seconds long to 10 minutes long. The last part of the... There's actually only one that's 9 minutes. So, that 9 minutes. From, like, 2 minutes to 9 minutes. The last part of the song is 9 minutes. So, that's uh, that's kind of what it is. And the, the... Actually, the story behind this album is really cool. Um, they, uh, they signed to... I believe it was Metal Blade records. And they wanted them to do a more, quote-unquote, commercialized sound. And you can hear that on the previous two albums, apparently, and, it, like, it, it was a departure from their previous stuff, and it was just radio-friendly, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, sadly, unfortunately, they didn't get the promotions and the uh, and all that stuff that they were promised from the record label, so instead of doing what they said again, what they wanted... They came out with this really crazy concept album that is just a work of art. I don't like painting art. I don't like picture art most of the time. But I love music. And I love this song. And it's one, like I said, it's one song broken into 12 different parts. And each part is just a little bit different. Because it's different, it represents different parts in the song, you know, and like I said, there's di- each part has their own little thing to offer. Some have uh, synthesizers, some have like violins and like pianos, and some are just bass and guitar and drums and singing. And I don't, I, and usually I'm not a fan of the cleaner vocals, like. I'm I, I I love clean vocals most most of the time, but I'm not I haven't been listening to like progressive clean. There's different types of clean vocals. There's like later Avenged Sevenfold clean, and then there's Metallica clean, and then there's this, and then there's prog clean, which is this, and it's there's just different types of quote unquote clean vocals. Uh, and then there's like screams, which aren't clean vocals, um, but uh, again, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of prog. Progressive metal, if you will. I just say prog because it's easier. Um, but it's just so amazing, and I think I might have to start listening to some prog metal after this because it, this is just so awesome. And I've listened to progressive thrash bands like Voivod in their later years, so... I understand that it's kind of more uh, technically proficient and unique in a way, and this this album is both. Some and I like there's some sometimes there's like this funky bass line. I believe it's in part two or three, Um, and then there's um, choppy guitars in some parts, and it's really it's just a beautiful album, like a tapestry of beauty. Created by, like, the greatest freaking um, artist in the world. Because it's so cool. 
And yeah, so that's just kind of my thoughts on Fate's Warnings. It's Fate's Warning, uh, their album or song, A Pleasant Shade of Grey. Uh, it's again, it's just beautiful. And it's not a, and it's not an album. I mean, you could find if you could, you could listen to different parts on its own. But I would, if I were you, I would find like it's okay if you pause it, but it's best if you just listen to it all the way through when you listen to it. Again, there's a few parts that are better than others, um, but it's all just a beautiful work of art. And in fact, this gets a ten out of ten on the Phenomena Nations. Uh, album score. There has there's not very many albums that don't get under like six when I rank albums because I listen because I only listen to albums I like basically that I review. I just find like not that I like just albums that uh, I just happen to like you know so that I review and yeah so Fate's Warnings, um, a pleasant shade of gray. It's an amazing album. If I were you, I'd listen to it all the way through. But um, there's different, you know, there's just some parts that are uh, slower, some parts that are, like, more up-tempo, and it's really just amazing in in its uh, composure. And it just... It took about a month to record, I believe. And, you know, it's just... It's just... it. it you would think they recorded it all at once. You know, because each part just flows into the other because it's just one song and sometimes you don't even notice that you're listening to another part of the song and this is not if if you have soundcloud which i do i uh you know that's how i listen to it because my other streaming service doesn't have it uh i don't have the premium stuff and i don't have the money to buy it so i listen to it on soundcloud because that's free and the only thing is sometimes you get ads I was lucky enough to the, today when I listened to it again, um, to to just to go over it again. Um, I didn't have any ads, which was like the luckiest thing. Or I had one ad maybe, and that was really cool. And that's the only way. Like I don't I don't like it with ads because then it just interrupts the song. It's like it was beautiful. If I again, if I were you, just go listen to it. It's just awesome. Again, just amazing music. So good. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on uh, A Pleasant Shade of Grey by Fate's Warning. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Prague, but A Pleasant Shade of Grey is so good that it doesn't matter. You, do, you don't even have to put a, a label on it or a genre just because it's so good, you know? Like, it's just so amazing. And I can't stress that enough. And I think you should go and check it out. Again, uh, there's not a lot of album Like, there's so many albums that I enjoy and I just love to listen to over and over and over. But th the satisfaction that I got out of this album was immense. Just like when I said I listened to Masperacho by uh, Infectious Grooves, Pink Octopus by Pink Octopus. Uh, we reviewed th we reviewed both those albums on my show actually, and then this one is just so like those albums were very well maybe not uh, Infectious Grooves but it's definitely well all all music is a work of art mostly. 
but specifically Pink Octopus and uh, Pleasant Shade of Grey are just beautiful in the way that they are made and the way that they're composed and put into order. It's just an amazing album. So definitely go check that out um, if you have the time. You know, if you if you have like an hour-long drive or two-hour-long drive, just put on a pleasant shade of gray and just let it take you, you know? Like, you're th- yeah. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. An awesome, one of my favorite albums ever now, I think. So that's just, uh, those are my thoughts on it. We have a new band on the show. Uh, well, we're just going to pull away from that. We're going to go to a break. We have a new band on the show, but we're not going to play them just yet. Bloodprint. Uh, that's the new band, but we're not going to play their music just yet. Uh, we're going to play a band by uh, a song by the band uh, Troll. Uh, great song. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I didn't even say. Concaradon. Or wait. Car- con. Con. Carcaridon? Wait, I can't remember how to pronounce it. One sec. I, I knew I knew that I was going to do this song, but I just have so... I found it hard to remember. Uh, titles of songs sometimes. Here it is. Uh, damn it. Sorry about this. But, yeah, anyway, we're going to have Troll, a uh, funk metal band from Maine. Uh, Carcaridon, or Carcheridon. Uh, it's actually, depends on how you want to pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced Carcharodon. I've heard it pronounced Carcharodon. It's, yeah, but Carcharodon. Carcharodon. I don't care how you pronounce it. It's about a great white shark. Big shark gonna eat someone. So, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, just stick around. Check it out. Uh, I'm Max Pichette of Phenomena Nations Podcast. We'll be right back.
Alright, we're back, and uh, we're going to be talking about some things, obviously, because that's the entire point of a podcast, is to talk about different things, uh, what I'm thinking about, and so on and so forth. A couple things, well, I'm actually not sure where I want this one to go. Next segment, I think I know what I want, but... uh See, we'll see. Anyway, um, it's up. It's episode a hundred. So I think you know what. Actually, I'm gonna tell a little bit of the story of Phenomena Nations. I've given little little snippets before, but I wanna um, take the whole story and kind of explain it. So it's it's not that like complex or long, really. But lay down, kitty cat. Um, but it's a uh, you know, it's still cool, nonetheless. Um, I kind of want to start out with uh, my first introduction to a uh, podcast, actually. It was uh, Tim and Sid, actually. It's a uh, sports podcast by uh, Sportsnet? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's just two guys that talk sports. Um, I, uh, I remember, actually, seeing a commercial for it back when it first started in, like, 2015. Um, It's also a TV show uh, because it's, you know. But, yeah, it's cool. Um, They don't have a a lot of... They haven't heard a lot about them lately because I kind of stopped listening a while back. But that was my first introduction to a podcast and what a podcast was. That was when I was, um, yo, at least, like, 10 maybe then move on uh, a couple years about one or two years or or so i um no that would have been three years uh then i kind of started like messing around and just looking up how to start a podcast i don't know why i just had this uh thing i wanted to do a podcast and just talk and stuff uh, this was when I was, like, 11, maybe. And I did some research, I watched some videos, and I understood how to record and all that stuff, and that's actually how I found the app that I use right now, uh, Voice Record Pro. But I never actually figured out how to publish a podcast onto, um, uh, Anchor, or not Anchor, uh, onto uh, any podcast directory, so I just kind of left it. And then uh, I had this rekindling to uh, work on my podcast some more, or to try and figure out how to start a podcast, where to where to go, and how I can do this and be as good as I can. And so I started watching some more videos. Nothing helped me to show me where I can publish them. Um, in hindsight, that might be... Uh, might might have been my fault, but I don't know. Then you know, I, uh, I at this point I started listening to podcasts. Actually, at the, before I wasn't even listening to podcasts. I uh, I uh, knew what they were, and I've and I saw Tim and Sid once, and uh, that's about it basically. Um, from that point, I uh, I just started listening to podcasts. My first podcast that I ever really listen to I can't remember I believe it was from a show called Not Alone 
and they were talking about the Dover Demon, which is a cryptid. I was really into cryptozoology at that point, which I still am. It's just, uh, hasn't been a topic of discussion on the show. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. I really enjoy it still. <clears throat> I think it's a really cool little pseudoscience. So, but anyway, uh, then the second one I listened to was Blurry Photos with, uh, and they did another, uh, they also did an episode about the Dover Demon. So that was my introduction to podcasts. And from there, uh, I listened to a lot of, uh, Blurry Photos and I got into other podcasts. Um, from there, just trying to think of what some of the earlier podcasts I listened to were. Oh yeah, um, Ah, oh, Cryptid Creatures was it? Maybe, no, Cryptid Creatures was my first one. The guy only did like nine episodes and it was really cool. And that, yeah. And th I can't, I honestly can't remember whether it was Cryptid Creatures or Not Alone. Anyway, um, both great podcasts. And after that, you know, I just kind of got into... A bunch of other podcasts, crime and sports, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I I was listening to podcasts for a couple for a couple months at the point at which I figured out actually how to publish a podcast, and I came across it by accident. And in fact, I likely wouldn't even know how to start a podcast if I didn't watch Stranger Things. Now, this actually ties in because when I, when I watched Stranger Things, and in fact, that was the topic of my first episode. I wouldn't re recommend listening to it because I was 12 and, you know, I had a very high voice. And as well as uh, it's very forced and I didn't have my, you know, I didn't have any experience. And But anyway, yeah, you know, I, I was watched uh, Stranger Things and I listened to a couple podcasts. Hawkins Radio was my favorite and to, right now they're on hiatus, I believe, until the next season. It's a dad and a son. But anyway, and then I found it one, and, I, and it was uh, it was just it, it was just a picture of the season two of Stranger Things. Yeah, it was season two, and I just all right, I clicked on it, and there was one episode, and it was. Uh, you can have a post role in your podcast. I don't have it, but it just tells you about Anchor and stuff. It explains what it is. And uh, I there was a link as well. And I clicked on the link, and I listened to the thing. And it was it just clicked right there. Boom. Now I can... Now I knew how to do my podcast, how to publish it. Um... I figured that out. I used Anchor. And for the longest time, I actually recorded on Anchor, which was stupid. But anyway, um, and not long after that, I released my first episode. And that was about Stranger Things. And, you know, I didn't really understand what how to do the podcast, but I did it, and I figured out how I want to do it at this point, really, it's, this is kind of what I would like, um, for the show, so, you know, this is kind of what I want for the most part, and, yeah, and then, and then from, 
at that point. I also uh, didn't understand the TRS to uh, TRRS thing. I actually didn't understand that until last summer. Um, episode 66 is when I started using a microphone using a TRS to TRRS, uh, no, TRRS to TRS, I can't remember, uh, adapter, which I, uh, I was doing some research, I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about, um, doing podcasts and all these different microphone things, so, and then I figured out that's why I'm, I, I, and I bought a microphone, um, and I used it for my well, to use for my podcast, but it didn't work. And I thought, oh, that sucks. It's just broken, you know. And I paid twelve bucks for it, so it wasn't that much of a loss. It was my NW six sixty six, which I sold actually, which I wish I didn't. <sighs> anyway, yeah, and I uh, didn't realize that it what what why it didn't work, and then two three years just about three years later. I uh, figured it out, and yeah, now I'm using actu an actual microphone, uh, NW700s right now, actually, so that's what I'm using, and yeah, that's, uh, I messed around with formats, I tried doing half and half for a little bit, like half, uh, like split right down the middle, I did just long episodes, long form, no breaks, and I kind of went on from that. And I, all the while I was listening to new podcasts, um, trying to see what was up, how to improve my show, watching videos, and all that stuff. And that is, that's basically how Phenomena Nations came to be. Um... There's not too much to add to that, at really, because that's kind of the basic, most easy-to-explain um, thing. Yeah, but, you know, I was just doing, uh, yeah. And in the summer is when I finally got this awesome, not awesome, but better, definitely better recording quality uh, with a microphone, and actually what I use for a microphone, for a while, I didn't realize, and again, I didn't realize the TRRS thing, and I plugged my headphones, which I use, uh, just a pair of iPhone head earbuds, into a, uh, headphone splitter, plug that in, and I thought, oh yeah, I can record with multiple people using these headphones, and I just, uh, plugged it in and I didn't realize it at the time but I was just recording on my phone for through my phone microphone and then I just started using the headphones just the Apple earbuds and yeah just the I was yeah I was just using Apple earbuds for the longest time and in fact what I did to uh, hold them up when I had multiple people on I just put it on the stand. I came with my NW666. And that was kind of what I did. Whatever. And now I guess the rest is history. And now I have. And I was using that for. Like I said. Just about three years. Um, long time. A lot of podcasts. 66 po 65 podcasts. 
um, with just using Apple earbuds, and then from 66 to, that's 34 episodes now with um, an actual microphone, so, yeah, and that's basically the story of Phenomena Nations, the name, well, there's a few other things, I guess, the name, uh, I don't, originally, uh, the main focus of my podcast, I wanted to just talk about, like, cryptids and the paranormal and such, but obviously I've evolved from that and whatnot, so, but, you know, that's okay, you know, like, I can evolve, and I'm not gonna not talk about it, it's just, uh, it's not my main focus right now, because there's other pressing issues that I must discuss. But, yeah, that's just kind of, the, the name, sorry, I just got off track. The name, I don't know how it came about, and like I said, it was because I wanted to talk about cryptids and, cryptids and such. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, creatures from all around the world and happenings from all around the world. So, creatures and uh, spooky things are phenomena, uh, which is the plural for phenomenon. A phenomenon, of course, you know what that is. And then just the plural of that, and then nations um, all around the world. And, yeah, that's how it was. And now we talk about conspiracies and government things and music and uh, other podcasts and movies and pop culture and music. Again, more lots of music. Uh, what I think about the government, school, just basic things that I pick up on. And it's, yeah, my podcast has definitely evolved, and I'm glad for that, actually, because, you know, my early podcasts didn't sound that great, not just on a production standpoint, but, you know, just, like, bringing you content, but it's, uh, you know, it it was fun, it was, it was fun getting started, um, I tried recording with Bandcamp, not Bandcamp, uh, garage band for a while, and, you know, all these just different little things that I tried until I figured out how to do it the way I do it today, and none of this would be possible without my listeners, and I thank you very much, uh, for listening, um, if you have any questions, please let me know, email me, or message me on Instagram, or whatever, because I'll answer it on the podcast, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, any pod, any questions about me personally, or the podcast, or anything about the show, or guests, I'd gladly answer, um, if you messaged me with your questions or concerns, questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, email me at pachettemax101 at gmail.com, uh, and I guess that's it, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm leaving out something, but... Just a fun fact about me. I drink so much water on it every day. So much! And, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was a fun fact about me. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm Max Pichette of Phenomena Nations Podcast. That's the end of this segment. We're gonna go... We're gonna play an ad and some music... 
Coming up next, we have Breathe by 40 Open. We have another new band, actually, on the show that we're going to play music from. But that's uh, going to come later. I want to save this one, actually. But anyway, we're just going to go to a break and play a song. Breathe by 40 Open, coming up next on Phenomena Nations. We'll be right back. On your sleeve Trying to catch your breath Pressure in your head Deprived of what you need Driving in my car Whispering to myself Hey Luke, you look sad again. Yeah, I am. I just wish there's a place where I could buy Phenomenations ankle socks, duffel bags, travel mugs, and baby clothes. Well, what a coincidence! Because Max Pachetta, Phenomena Nations podcast, just set up a merch store on Spreadshirt.ca or .com if you're American. Well, really? 
yeah, you can find it in our link tree, which that which will be in the description. And not only that, you can get all the items that you wanted and normal stuff like shirts. What's pajama not normal about this? It seems like uh, like an odd request for ankle socks of a podcast, but I mean, you can get them if you want. Yeah, you can go on there and customize your shirts, um, sweaters, mugs, and all different sorts of things with all the different designs that I've all uploaded. So, yep, more to come. More, more designs to come. Do you feel better now? Yeah, yeah I feel great. That's good to hear. I'm gonna go order some ankle socks. Oh yeah. And a duffel bag so you and can carry baby clothes. And baby clothes so we can carry all his merch. Oh no, he's carrying it on the duffel bag, not the baby clothes. Check it out in the link tree in the description. I just got off of school on a Friday. I'm so tired. My freaking legs hurt, my feet hurt. When you have gym for an hour and a half every day, and you're not conditioned to do that for the first uh, little while, it's uh, takes a toll on you. But after a little bit, you get used to it. Uh, I have gym. We do the block system at my school, so it's freaking uh, three hours of science, and then so it's usually two classes. So my last block. Uh, with a different instead of semesters, it's a block. So last one I had English and social. So English in the morning, social in the afternoon, and then this one I have um, science in the morning, and then gym and health in the afternoon. So we split it fifty-fifty on the last part, and and I've done this before at the very beginning of the year, and. Of the, school, of the school year, and it was just, eh. The first little bit was uh, pretty brutal, but after a while, I got used to it, you know, so. And just, oh, my feet hurt, and I have, like, blisters and stuff, and warts. That, well, I got, like, two warts on my feet, and that's not helping uh, to make it feel good. But, yeah, that's just my thoughts, what's happening with me. Oh, and it feels so good. It feels so good to get off of school um, for, a, for a Saturday. And I just, um, you know, I'm sure all of you guys know what it's like to get off of work or school on a Friday and just go to uh, just chill on the weekend. And it started raining when I got home, and that's awesome, and I love rainy days. So, you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a win-win. Win-win-win-win. Oh, and my arms hurt, too. I just, yeah. My shoulders are sore. But, yeah, that's just uh, that's just what's going on. And I'd uh, talk about that. Another thing today, uh, Friday. I'm really, really slacking on working on this. But it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a process. I have the weekend in the rest of next week, basically, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, today at school, uh, I spent, whenever I could get, like, a second, 
I was listening to one band, and I listened to their entire main discography. I didn't listen to their B-sides and rarities albums. They have two of them, and I've only listened... I've listened to one before, and I can't find the second one anywhere, so... But anyway, uh, CKY, um, originally named Camp Kill Yourself, but they, they had to change it because their label told them to, and they just go by CKY now, and yeah... I listened to all five of their major albums and their newest EP. So I listened to uh, Volume 1 is their first album. Really great. Um, their second album, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild, which I actually did uh, review earlier on uh, a couple episodes back. Um, one of my favorite albums ever. And in fact, CKY is one of my favorite bands ever, period. Um, after that album, I listened, there was, I believe it, it was called An Answer Could Be Found, An Answer Can Be Found, I can't remember, it, it, it was a fine album, probably my least favorite overall, and then, um, the album after that one is Carver City, which is a concept album that tells the story of a place called Carver City. And it's uh it's a really good album actually. I it's it's a lot different than their other stuff. It, they definitely uh went to different places with that album and they really just uh they use uh a lot more synthesizers than usual, they but not to a fault. Um they've always had synthesizers since uh except for their first album, but they've never overused them or used them stupidly. That's and you know, there's so many bands like, oh, look at me, I can uh, use a synthesizer. I'm all, like, industrial metal, you know, like, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But I think that, and I, I would say overall, uh, CKY is a grunge band, or post-grunge, I guess. Um, they don't really fit a specific category or genre of music. I've heard them called alternative metal, stoner rock, and they all and they have attributes from all, every, like all those kind of heavier bass or like uh, low tuning, low tuned music, and uh, I think that's really cool what they do. Actually, it's not just one genre, but overall, if I had to, if someone said pick a genre for CKY, I'd say grunge or post grunge, I guess. And yeah, and I think it's uh. Yeah, and I think what they do is really cool for uh, what I what again what I would consider a grunge band. Uh, but it's not like it, like if you listen to like a Nirvana album or a, or an Alice in Chains album, you're not going to hear uh, stuff that CKY does. And in fact, CKY is one of the most unique bands that I've ever heard. Um, I've never found a band that sounds like them. Um, Aranda, there's a band called Aranda, uh, it sounds kinda like it, and, and, like, most grunge bands sound very similar, and, and you can definitely hear all those, uh, like, it, they sound like a lot of other bands, but overall, you're not gonna find another band like CKY, just, they are just so unique, in the way that they compose their music and have every album flow together. You know, some, like, if you didn't tell me that these were different albums, I likely wouldn't know with the exception 
of Carver City because, not because it sounds like crazy different, but because it's a, again, it's a concept album, and it, it, they def, de, definitely did go places they never have before on that album, uh, musically, uh, lyrically, and just, um, just as a whole. But if you gave me, uh, and then there, I also listened to their newest album, The Phoenix, which is a good album, and then their newest EP, Too Precious to Kill. With the exception of Too Precious to Kill and, um, uh, freaking Carver City, if you just put their, if you just put Volume 1, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild, An Answer Can Be Found, and The Phoenix and put them all together in one album or one playlist, and you just played me through in order from beginning to end of each album right next to each other without letting me see that it's a different album, I would likely not be able to tell that it's a new album every time. Be and that's not a fault. I'm not complaining that, like, oh, it all just sounds the same. No, because they have... It's a flow thing. It and it's not, like... And each song is definitely unique. And each album has a uh, similar structure. Every album um, starts out with a hard hitter and then ends with a like a softer downer song. That's one thing I noticed. And in the middle, it's kind of like wacky and whatever uh, kind of works out. And except for The Phoenix, which, I mean, it is still like a mellow song, but, you know, it's meh, whatever. But yeah, and, and like I said, it's not because every oh every sound sounds the same because they don't. It's just that there it is such a flow, and it's like, all right, we made an album. How about we make this album like that album, but completely separate and different? But it sounds like it would. F it sounds like it would could be part of that album. It's like. Like the Transformers, no, uh, the Power Rangers, when they make that big robot thing, or like, do their, what, like, like it's been a while, but when, uh, it's like they're working to try and create a giant mega album throughout all their music, and you just listen to all of it in order, um, with the exception of their B-sides and rarities, which, uh, th those are kind of all, all over the place, and don't get me wrong, there's a, it's, it is amazing to hear their, like, demos and their remixes and their just songs that they cut, the outtakes and all that stuff. In fact, uh, some of my favorite Nirvana songs are actually outtakes and demos. Uh, but anyway, it, it, and it's just, it's like they're working to one just awesome goal. And another unique thing about CKY is that they have they created um, a town, or like not a town, um, a storyline through uh, three, three or four songs. Um, they created a town, not Carver City. Um, that's something completely different. But they created this town of Hellview, or this concept of Hellview, over uh, a town called Hellview. It was a very horror movie-esque uh, town and story over the course of their entire um, discography. Actually, the first song about Hellview started in, um, I believe it was Darren Miller's band. He, uh, he was the vocalist for CKY. He did leave after Carver City, and then 
in 2016 when they released the Phoenix, uh, their uh, Chad Ginsberg, he was in the band. Uh, he was in the band before. He actually did vocals on the on the fifth album. But anyway, uh, like I was saying, they've created this town, uh, this concept of a town called Hellview, a horror movie town uh, where the where it's very ominous and hard to get out of throughout. Um, even through previous projects, the band Oil, for example, uh, has the first um, song of Hellview called Thanks for the Ride, I believe. And that kind of sets up the original point of Hellview. And then in their first, in CKY's first album, Volume 1, uh, the first song is... Any song about Hellview is always the first song on a CKY album. So the first song off of uh, uh, freaking Volume 1 is 96 Quite Bitter Beings. And that is, that's um, most people's uh, first introduction to Hellview if they listen to CKY. Um, 96 Quite, Be- Quite Bitter Beings is like their biggest song, I guess. And it, this kind of, it was my introduction as well. And they, and I noticed actually, it was really cool. But anyway... The uh, it kind of builds upon the original "Thanks for the Ride" by Oil, and it creates this kind of. It, it furthers the concept of the town, and then on their second uh, CKY second album, uh, "Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild," uh, the first song called "Escape from Hellview" is well, of course, it's about Hellview, but it. It, it again, it, it's it takes place from the perspective of one person, I believe, just from listening to the song. It's one person stuck in Hellview and trying to escape, basically. And then on their fourth album, there I don't think there was anything about Hellview on An Answer Can Be Found, which, uh, you know, it was a fine album, I guess, but like, it, 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 I'll listen to it again, but. It's not as good as their other stuff. Um, anyway, uh, there's Hellions on Parade, the first song off of Carver City, which has the best CKY cover art ever. Um, just, just thought you should know that. Compared to their other albums, every other album by them is just, like, very simple art. But Carver City is very unique. Anyway, Hellions on Parade is the first song off of Carver City, and it is the furthering of the story of Hellview. And that's kind of where it's been left off at this point. There's four songs, including the, the uh, song by, uh, by the band Oil, which, I, again, I believe it was Darren Miller, uh, his, uh, his band before he came to CK, CKY, and then he created this town of hellview from and or further the concept from there and i think that's another thing that makes cky unique is that they created this this town and in fact that's kind of what they're known for um except for the fact that the like um i'm sure you've all heard of jackass like the mtv thing you know it, like the show where they do stupid things it actually started as cky which was um created, I believe, by the drummer from C- the band CKY, his brother Bam, Jess Mangera, Mangera, 
uh, is the drummer from freaking CKY, and then Bam, his brother, uh, star, uh, I, I believe, created the concept of the CKY video series, which then came into Jackass. And that, and I believe Bam is still in it, actually, in Jackass. Or, I don't, I don't know too much about that, but. Yeah, and I kind of, and they're actually in the, uh, in the original CKY series, as well as, uh, some of the earlier Jackass, uh, like the show, as well as the movie, I believe, featured CKY music, so, obviously, you know, so. Yeah, and I also, and that's another thing I think is very unique about them and cool. So that's just kind of my thoughts on CKY. Uh, I just really wanted to talk about them because I, I listened to so much CKY today. Um, one of my favorite bands ever, hands down. Uh, it's not a band that you would want to listen to uh, as a song. Like, just listen to, oh man, I just want to listen to three songs like you can actually there there is a few good songs that you can just pick out but it you don't get that same um understanding of the music that you would if you listen to it as an entire album you know like if you listen to uh infiltrate destroy rebuild uh compared to like um I don't know, like a Soundgarden album. You know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Soundgarden. There's a few songs from, like, uh, like just uh, an album from them. Actually, you know what? Soundgarden is really good. I'm not going to use them. Metallica, all right? Like, if you listen to the Black Album, you don't, you're not going to listen to the Black Album all the way through. Listen, You listen to, like, one song. And it's going to be, like, Enter Sandman or Through the Never or something. And that's okay, because the rest of the album isn't that great. But if you listen to a CKY song, you're, 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 you don't get that same um, feel and expansion of the, the music that you get from listening to just one song than if you do listen to an album. So I recommend listening to full albums from them, but there are a few good songs that I, that I would recommend. Anyway... Oh, wow, that's a long segment. Whew. Anyway, uh, we got a new song by a band uh, from Nova Scotia, Halifax, Nova Scotia, called Bloodprint. Uh, they have one single, and in fact, they are on the CBC Searchlight. In fact, uh, I actually voted for them a couple times, and I do every day uh, for their song to be, like, hopefully a winner. Um, they're a metal band, and... This is and these guys are really cool. They remind me a lot of CKY because they don't fit into a specific genre of metal. They definitely just do their own thing, you know, like CKY does. They just do their own thing and just work on what they like, you know, and just try and create beauty in music. So. Uh, Bloodprint with Foghorn, that's coming up next. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the song first. Um, it is very, I think it's, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a very versatile song. It features, uh, different influences from, like, that classic 80s metal, you know, like Van Halen, Ozzy, all that different stuff. And I, and I, and you can tell that in the vocals, I think, is the biggest giveaway from, for that, that I think they definitely took inspiration from that classic metal era, 
as well as that you can definitely hear influences from groove metal and thrash metal definitely in the music and in fact you can de- you can hear it in the portrayal of the vocals you know like there's some things like he may not sound it like i don't think zetro from exodus sounds very thrashy but you can tell by the way he well he does but like the way he delivers it is just really awesome and you can tell that that's super thrashy you know like like not not to hate on zetro because he's a great freaking vocalist and i and i uh and i love exodus but he does he has a very high-pitched voice and i'm not i'm not saying the guy from bloodprint has a high-pitched voice but he but the way that he pushes his voice and uh just gives his um I don't know what the, uh, message, or, like, uh, ah, I'm missing the word, but the way he sings, you can tell that he, he does sound like that super 80s, or not like super 80s, but like, very classic metal, um, I get a very classic metal vibe from him, I, I wish I knew his name, in fact, I should have asked that, but, the way that he portrays it as the, as a vocalist, is very, you can tell he takes influences from all different kinds of metal, you know, like, you could tell that he's a fan of, like, groove metal as well, you know, all these different kinds of genres of metal, and even other music, you know, and, and you can also tell that in the music, it's very, it, it, it's like, if Thrash and Groove had a baby with 80s metal, you know, and, and I think that's really cool, and the coolest thing I think about the song, other than the chorus, which I thoroughly enjoyed, is the breakdown in there. And I thought, whoa, that's actually really cool what they did. They had like a bleh, and then a, uh, then a metalcore breakdown, or like a deathcore breakdown. And it was really awesome, because, it, it, again, it's just such a versatile song. There's so much in there. And it's like a three and a half minute song, and it's just packed. Eh. But anyway, uh, coming up next, we have Bloodprint with Foghorn, a Nova Scotia-based thrash uh, heavy metal band. We'll be right back.
Just heard uh, Foghorn by Bloodprint, a Halifax-based uh, Nova Scotia uh, metal band. Yeah, I got lost there for a second. Um, anyway, of course, on, on the 100th episode of Spectacular, we must talk about the Covidiots, Doomers, just plain dummies, if you will. Um, naivete of today, um, the, uh, COVID crap, the BS, <sighs> all that kind of stuff, so, I just wanna, we gotta talk about that, of course, because, I don't know, I don't know, because it's very important, I think, to actually look at it from a critical eye, you know, and, I, I would love to have someone on here to debate me, and, like, I truly would. The only thing is, I, uh, there's no one here, there's no one that would debate me, you know. I'm not trying to be cocky, I'm just saying, like, and I'm not even trying to say that it's because I, uh, know my stuff, it's just because I don't know anyone that would want to. I had Silas on a while ago, and he just is not a great loser, um, he... I mean, he's a cool dude, but, like, he wasn't very good at just debating, not particularly, just, he's not, um, he's not the most articulate with his words, and neither am I, um, but it, it just didn't really, yeah, but, and, anyway, like, if anyone wants to debate me, like, I don't know, I, I don't really care, like, you could ask me and stuff, and, like, really, you know, but, um, anyway, I gotta talk about what 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 are some things uh, that are happening lately. So, um, I gotta find the picture. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um. Anyway, yeah. It's just uh, I've noticed so many stupid things, and I think that people need to uh. Quit just doing things because they're told to simply, like, just simply because they are told to, um, because it's, uh, it's, I don't think it's healthy, it's not good, alright, and there's just a few things I kind of want to read to you, um, next segment, I think we, uh, we, we'll, uh, We'll, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we'll go over the numbers. Um, you know, it doesn't take that long, so we'll just go over them, uh, next segment. I'm sure we could do that. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's just a few things. Uh, not, like, articles and stuff. I just want to read you a few things that I, uh, I've just seen. Just, 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 to uh, let you think about it. Um, number one, you're not an anti-vaxxer if you say no to vaccines. Or certain vaccines, you know. Um, you're not anti-antidepressants if you say no to an antidepressant and choose to live a healthy lifestyle. You're not anti-marriage if you say no to the wrong person. Stop with emotional manipulation and unfair moral pressure. And I think... I think that puts it very well. You know, um... Just personally, I think that put it, uh, it, just 
like, just because I don't want to get the COVID vaccine doesn't mean I'm an anti-vaxxer. I just simply do not want this vaccine. In fact, I've never gotten the flu vaccine either. Um, never in my life. I've had the flu once in recent memory. Uh, that was last year, two years ago. And, yeah. It, like, it was, like, I missed school for a couple days, but it wasn't severe, you know? So, I, I don't know. Um, just putting that stuff in your body I don't think is the best. You know, like, if it's polio or, like, HIV. No, no, there's no HIV uh, vaccine. Or, like, um, I believe I have my HPV one or, like, hepatitis or stuff like that. You know, that's not good stuff. So if I, like, I, I would get a vaccine, I, 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 in fact, I do have my vaccine for, uh, particularly deadly vi viruses, like I said, polio, mumps, um, HPV, so on and so forth, but when it's something with a death rate and an infectivity rate so low, just as the flu or COVID is, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me, unless, like, unless you're, like, super high risk and you're willing to take the risk even though according to VAERS uh, vaccine data more people have died in the in a four month period from the single COVID vaccine than between 1997 and 2013 total so since uh, in a four month period uh, in in the United States specifically, um, more people have died from the COVID vaccine listed as a death, a uh, cause of death, sorry, than have vaccine deaths in total from 2013 to 1997. And that's on VAERS. Um, I don't have the exact website um, with me at the moment, but just go to V uh, V A E R S Vares. Look that up, and it's like official and all that stuff, um, and all that. Yeah, it's just it just the risk versus reward of getting a vaccine in freaking New York. They're like if you get a vaccine, if you get the vaccine, you get a burger and fries. Krispy Kreme is offering. A free donut to anyone with the uh, COVID vaccination thing. Uh, their COVID passport. Vac proof of vaccination. Yeah. All in the name of health, right? And I know, like... Like, I'll eat a donut from every, every now and then. But it just the... I'm gonna get a vaccine to be healthy. And then I'll go get a donut just seems, uh, I don't know, it just seems a little bit hypocritical or contradictory, um, like, again, it, I'm not, I'm not against donuts, you know, I, I, I really enjoy donuts, but it just, the uh, I don't know, it, like, again, and it's not unhealthy to eat a donut every once in a while, or a burger, it's just that, just the way that they portray it seems a bit odd to me, you know, just from what I've, observed and and I think it's horrible what they're doing actually uh specifically that they're bribing you to get a vaccine. Why would they have to do that? That's kind of messed up. Um another thing, another short thing, uh just want to just want you to know that the virus didn't create food shortages. The virus didn't cause financial hardship. 
the guy the virus didn't cause didn't raise unemployment the virus didn't close your business the virus didn't stop you from worshiping the virus didn't increase suicide rates and depression the government did all of that you know just keep that in mind and i'd like to point out again the uh, states, the 17 states uh, that are completely open right now with no restrictions whatsoever are the lowest cases and deaths in total in the states. You know, the, like there's Florida, Texas, Georgia, I believe, Arkansas, um, I believe South Dakota, and there's uh, 17 total states in the United in the U.S., um, that are completely open with no restrictions and lowest death count, lowest mortality, lowest uh, case count, uh, just so you know. And the ones that are completely shut down with all these mask mandates, quote-unquote skyrocketing cases. I'd also like to point out Tanzania. No lockdown whatsoever. Only 21 total deaths in that entire country since this all started. Sweden, uh, not very terrible lockdown measures, and in fact, you don't even have to wear a mask into a store there. All that, and, like, they have very, very loose restrictions, I believe. Uh, they predicted, I believe, 96,000 deaths for them when, uh, they didn't shut down. Guess what? By the time that they predicted those 96,000 deaths would happen? 5,000. I'm not saying, and I'm not downplaying these deaths. I'm saying simply that it is not as bad as you think. And shutting everything down it just increases the death count for other things. When people can't go to the doctor... In fact, I was reading an awesome book about this. Uh, Tom Woods wrote a book about this. It's um, and from the UK health minister, I believe. Um... They listed thousands of cases of cancer that they could have caught if they, if everything was open and you could go to the doctor more easily and get go get surgery. Thousands of people contracted cancer. That is, it is now too late to get help because they couldn't go. Suicide rates are skyrocketing. Suicide numbers are skyrocketing. Depression is skyrocketing because no one's allowed to go see their friends. Oh, but you have Zoom. That's not the same. Not even close. This uh, wearing masks is not the same. Even seeing people with a mask on is not the same as just going and interacting them, interacting with them like normal. I watched the most stupid video the other day. One, it was this chick, and she got to see her grandparents for the first time. And, you know, and um, you know what she was wearing? She was wearing, like, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was, like, a garbage bag on her body. A clear garbage bag on her body. There was, It covered the entire front half of her body, and the back was uncovered. That was the most dumb thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I know I'm only 15, but I've seen some pretty dumb things. Anyway, um, another thing that I have to read for you.
You force others to inject themselves with a dangerous substance so you can feel safe. And no, you can't debate that the COVID vaccine is dangerous. They have, uh, they don't know the long-term effects. Uh, they've technically ha they technically haven't been approved uh, by the FDA or the uh, the Canadian equivalent. It's it's weird that I know the American one, but not the actually I do know the Canadian one, but it's just slipping my mind right now. Uh, FDA or the uh, Canadian equivalent. Oh, but but uh, they, yeah, they are. No, they aren't. They are approved for um, uh, emergency use. Sure, but not approved fully and uh, that's because it takes about two to three years of testing before it can be officially brought into uh the vaccine market um and each of these vaccines guess what less than a year of development eight months nine months of development all right that is not even enough time to no relatively long-term effects. Anyway, uh, you force your you force others to cover their source of oxygen for months so you can feel safe. I've read so many things and I've heard so many. Uh, like I've listened to a lot of podcasts and done a lot of reading. Unmask cause hypoxia or any of those different things. People passing out from masks. It's it's stupid. People wearing masks while they're doing gym. You force others to lose their jobs in retirement so you can feel safe. You force others to stay home so you can feel safe. Guess what? I don't care about you! Alright? Like, I care that you're a human being. Alright? And that you have that you have rights and whatnot. But I don't particularly care about you. You know, unless you're like... 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 I uh, like, I like, uh, as far as I know, I respect everyone until they lose my respect. But you worry about you, and I'll worry about me. All right, that's kind of like that's that's what my point is. You know, it's not like I hate everyone. It's you worry about you. All right, you do what you do to make you feel safe. Don't force that on me. I don't care what you think. All right, you know. But that's just, yeah. and then, yeah. Uh, we're just going to leave it at that for this segment. We're going to go to a break. Uh, we're going to play a song, and we're going to play uh, an ad from Cryptids Comics. Uh, coming up next on Phenomena Nations, we have a band that we actually haven't played in a couple episodes. Um, sorry. Uh, man, I lost my train of thought there. I often uh do that i hate when it happens though but damn it where was i i have it here i just need to get out of here stupid uh gosh dang it uh, it's down way down here uh sorry sorry this is taking so long i knew i had it somewhere um the cool adorers with uh the tester uh, one of their newer singles, uh, their psychedelic blues rock band. Sorry about that. That, that was my fault. Anyway, um, The Tester uh, by The Cool Adorers coming up next on Phenomena Nations. We'll be right back.
And we're back. That was the Cooladors with The Tester. Um, they're a German psychedelic blues rock band. Uh, that it, it actually surprises me that they're German. Uh, because you don't... Like, I wouldn't typically expect that sound from a German band. You know? But I think it's really cool what they, uh, what they do. Anyway, um... More COVID stuff! Um... Wanna, I wanna talk about that. Um, anyway... Uh, they're, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just start with this, I was, I'm just trying to debate what I should do, I want to do one more segment, maybe later in the episode, but, uh, I'll just do this first, because I already have it up, uh, there are more than a quadrillion individual viruses on Earth, that's three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen zeros, one, then, imagine, fifteen zeros, that's a lot of viruses. The idea to avoid virus, viruses and bacteria are pure stupidity. And the idea to make a vaccine for a virus with 99.98 uh, survival rate is the biggest marketing scheme in history. Which it is. Um, again, a quadrillion different viruses. And you're trying to eradicate one one virus out of a quadrillion. That's, again, that's 15 zeros. How stupid can you be? And people, they believe it. Be- it, it has, and we're, we'll actually get to that um, in another segment today. Uh, we will get to it today, another COVID segment. We will calculate the numbers, because guess what? It doesn't take a genius to do it. Um, we're going to calculate the numbers, and we'll show you that it is a very small, small amount of people that get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it hard to be that stupid? Or does it just come naturally, you know? Is it hard for these people to be that stupid, or does it just come naturally? Is it, I will repeat the question again. Is it hard for you to be that stupid, or does it just come naturally? Oh, I got it. That's going on a shirt. That's going on a shirt. Check out the merch store. Um, yeah. Just a billion viruses. A billion. Uh, a quadrillion, sorry. A quadrillion viruses. That's a lot. There's like a million different variations of the common flu. Anyway, when you're choosing your vaccine... Oh, I love this. This is a great little chart. Um, and you can look all this up. If you want the, the picture, please uh, DM me on uh, Instagram or email me. Because I'm not going to post this uh, just in case I get like flagged or reported. Because people are dicks. Anyway, when you cho- when choosing your vaccine... Pfizer! Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the good one. 4.7 billion in fines for false claims, drug and medical equipment safety violations, off-label promotion, corrupt practices, kickbacks, and bribery. They actually, I, I believe it was Pfizer, um, paid out the largest amount in a vaccine lawsuit in the history of the world, I believe. It was billions of dollars. 
and that is one people are entrusting their lives with. Moderna has never brought a vaccine to the market since its founding, despite fielding nine plus, more than nine vaccine candidates, none of, none of which made it through phase three clinical trials. And again, people are trusting their lives. All right, this one looks good, even though they're, they've never brought a, a vaccine to the public market. Um, it is ran by a guy without a medical degree. Hey, guess what? Bill Gates, I have the same medical degree as you. Isn't that awesome? He doesn't have a medical degree. And he owns a freaking vaccine company. What an idiot. Johnson & Johnson, named in hundreds of thousands of lawsuits for toxic and or dangerous products, including drugs, shampoos, medical equipment, asbest and asbestos-contaminated baby powder. Yeah, actually, that was a big thing. Johnson & Johnson was sued for causing cancer in babies from their baby powder and all these other stuff like toxic toxic and dangerous stuff like in their in their other drugs and their shampoos and their medical equipment isn't does that not spark anything in your mind why do you get the vaccine so we can go back to normal a normal with a vaccine is not normal just say no it's not normal if you have to do something to get it back to normal in that, in that case, it's not normal. Um, and then AstraZeneca, suspended by two dozen European countries due to severe lethal adverse reactions like blood clots. Also, you know, they're not a great company as well. Um, but don't worry. Here in safe hands. If you're vaccinated, rem but remember, when you're vaccinated, wear a mask and socially distance. Because you can still spread COVID-19. Trust the science. Isn't that crazy? And again, this is all verifiable stuff. Go look it up. These are not great companies. These are not good people. The everyone on here is a terrible human being. Everyone who create everyone on that list of vaccine creation, not an ama not good at all. Not good. Oh wait, where's the good one? Uh, there's a c great picture, uh, I have to find it, B but anyway, it's just so stupid, I and I don't know how people, uh, keep believing it, but they do, and that's the stupid thing, that, that's what floors me, is that people still believe it. Just so you know, um, remember when vaccine passports were, like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory, but then, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Wait, where was I? Oh, damn, I completely lost my... Train of thought. Oh yeah, vaccine passports. No, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. Well, we're looking into the pros and cons of uh, vaccine passports. That's uh, within a couple months of each other. That's headlines in Canada. And then, well, vaccine passports are to be expected. Isn't that like stupid? 
You know, like, it's just, I, I don't understand how people still, like, believe in this. Or whether, like, I, I know it's real, obviously. But people believe it to the extent that they should lock themselves up in their home and take a vaccine because they're told to. Oh, uh, here's a headline from City News. Woman dies of cancer after surgery was delayed three times due to pandemic. That's great. Just great. You know, like... Just, just really, just really amazing, and I'm, and, uh, I'm just so happy to hear that, you know, people like really, just really care, you know, like it's, yeah, I honestly, I, I think people are very dumb. I guess is, yeah, dumb, dumb. It's or naive. Naive would actually be, I think, the better term, because dumb, like, these people are cognitively aware, they're, they know how to do things for the most part, but, yeah, you know, and, and I'd like to point out, I'm not a COVID denier, I, I'm a lockdown denier. I deny the, the the right of the government to lock down healthy people. In fact, that's not even their right. I deny curfews and travel bans and businesses uh, um, uh, closing. And I deny uh, the closed churches and stuff. I deny dying alone. I deny cruelty to children. I deny forced family separation. And, and like, all this stuff, like, Vaccine passports are to be expected. You know, we went from only 10 days to flatten the curve to not until this, this, uh, until, not until I see your papers. In a, in a year! I did not see that coming. Get it? Nazi? Because show me your papers. Get it? Because they had to have papers and you have to have papers now and that's what Nazis, haha, funny. And it's just... And people are just like, yeah, you don't know, it's fine. Just let it happen, whatever. And people, I just, ah. Uh, it is definitely, you know, like, I, don't, I honestly can't wrap my head around it. Because it just doesn't make sense. Honestly, I just can't fathom thinking like like this you know it just seems like why i just honestly and i know i'm like kind of repeating myself here but i honestly think that people need to like like hashtag wake up no, but I think people need to understand that just because the government says it's true doesn't make it true. 
and here's a here's a great um, example of you know just how it is how it is now. Um, scientists back in the day, I can't wait for someone to disprove my findings because that's what science is. It's people disproving your theory to increase our knowledge. And scientists now, if you challenge anything I say, then that's hate speech. And I think that uh, sums it up basically. Oh, yeah, and I'd also like to point out that, uh, you know, Doug Ford, the guy who uh, shut down Ontario and is shutting down Ontario currently, started out 2019 with a net worth of $3 million, and now it is $50 million. And he also uh, co-runs a uh, sign company. Uh, and guess what they're producing? Signs for COVID things. So you think it's a conflict of interest, I would imagine. You can do your own little research about Doug Ford, a piece of trash. Um, but it's just really weird that people don't look into that kind of thing. Into Oh, here it is. Into these kinds of things. But anyway, um, uh, I really like this one. It's Same Fear, Different Year. And it's a picture of different... Uh, Time Magazine specifically, but there's other ones. Uh, uh, and there's uh, other news alert pictures and stuff um, from different years. It's same fear, different year. 2002, West Nile, West Nile virus is going to kill us all. 2004, SARS is going to kill us all. 2005, bird flu is going to kill us all. H1N1 in 2019 is going to kill... 20, 2009 is going to kill us all. 2014, Ebola is going to kill us all. 2016, Zika virus is going to kill us, kill us all. 2018, measles is going to kill us all. 2020, COVID is going to kill us all. Don't you see a pattern? And yeah, remember all these different... Oh, it's, you're, you're, it's going to get you. But guess what? Most people didn't die from it because it's just a way to drum up fear. That is simply what it is. It is nothing more than that. It is stupidity. Um, it is it is utter stupidity, and I uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than that. We're gonna come back um, in a segment or two to talk about um, COVID death counts um, in. Exact numbers. Uh, I'm going to read you an article. And then I'm going to calculate some numbers for you guys. Just to be very specific. And show you that it is not that bad. Anyway, we're just going to go to a break. We're going to play you a song. Particularly a song that I find fitting of the segment. Uh, coming up next we have Friends by R.C. Um, he is a Calgary-based rapper, I believe. I believe it's Calgary, but, um, Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I saw, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. But anyway, uh, coming up next, we have Friends by RC, and, uh, we'll be right back. I'm not your enemy, but you don't want me near. I'm not your enemy, but I'm the one you fear. Why are you scared of me? That don't make no sense. We've all got enemies, and now what we need is friends. Uh, trying to hold on 
capitalism in a broken system Sometimes it feels like I've been chasing down a hopeless mission But it's a crime to have an open mind and see it different Black and white, red and blue, they split us like a prism They sow division and we misdirect our good intentions But denigrating and snitching upon our neighbors Isn't doing anyone no favors, there's braver danger Can they really keep us safe with a baton and taser? Imposing fines on people who dare to show their faces? Arresting people for trying to earn their honest wages? Still don't believe that we ain't free cause we can't see the cages? the difference social distance stuck inside our places frustrated casting blame forgetting what is sacred it only ends when we can set aside our differences bring the wisdom in and build the future i'm not your in. enemy but you don't want me near i'm not your enemy Hey Luke, you look sad. Yeah, I am. I've been looking for a webcomic online that features the wacky adventures of cryptids and the like. Well, that's a coincidence, because I've been reading a webcomic that features the wacky adventures of cryptids and the like. You know what it's called? What? Cryptid, cryptids Comics. That's insane. I know, 
It's a, it's a fitting name, isn't it? Really? You can find them on Instagram at cryptids underscore comics or cryptids comics anywhere, I guess. Check them out because uh, I think you'd enjoy it if you're if you're looking for web comics about cryptids and the like, about the wacky adventures of cryptids and the like. Yeah. Do you feel le- Do you feel less sad now? Yeah. See, guys, Woo! Max knows. No, Max is dumb. There's, you know, technically no proof that something existed before I discovered it. Or, and there's technically no proof that I can be given that I'm not a brain in a jar living a simulated life throughout um, medical, like some sort of medical experiment through like uh, stimulation of my mind in that jar. You know, you could say, oh, yeah, well, I'm your friend, I'm real. But it, you could literally just be a figment of my imagination. None of this could be real. I could be worrying about things that don't matter in real life, or I could just be doing the same thing in in a jar, in, a, in my brain in a jar. I could have been real at one point. Maybe this, maybe I've been, uh, maybe I've been dead for... A hundred years, and my they've just put my body and my brain in a state of cryonics. Or, uh, cryogenics and cryonics are different, but let's just say cryogenics because it seems like people know, know the term cryogenics more. It's like, uh, when you freeze someone... And you wait for, and then you wait until you have like the technology to bring them back to life. There's the uh, theory that Walt Disney actually did that. The frozen, the frozen Walt Disney theory. Uh, Crash Course and Awesome did a really good episode about that a couple years ago. Great, great podcast. Except they don't do anything anymore, which sucks. Um, but anyway, but anyway. Oh, someone's using a tractor. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, again, there's no proof that I am technically alive right now, or say CKY, uh, um, I talked about this a couple, three segments ago, I believe, I, I, I actually did listen to their first B-Sides and Rarities album, uh, later that night, so I listened to their entire discography that I had access to, um, so that was pretty cool, and, um, but anyway... There's no proof that they existed before I discovered them. It could be a form of spontaneous creation um, as soon as I decided to click play on one of their songs. People could say, oh, well, there's uh, videos of them from 2002 or whatever. But again, there's no proof that I'm not just a brain in a jar and that was a spontaneous creation just as I push forward in this stim- in the simulation that I have been uh, created and put into, and you know this all sounds crazy, and I, it's just like just funny stuff, really. But like, what if you know, like, maybe to you, I'm just the guy saying that, and I'm not, I'm the one that's not real, but you are. I don't know. There's technically no proof to prove me wrong. Um, I'll be honest. You could be fully sentient and aware, and I'd and you know, but there is no proof 
other than me... I have no idea what would be the... I, what the piece of the puzzle would be to uh, prove that what, uh, what this is real. Where do people go when they die? You know, all this, all this stuff. I don't know. I think it's a little bit weird. But, I don't know. I thought I would talk about it. Again, there's no proof. It's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. That experiment. Like, is he dead when we open it? Or what? Or however that went. But, was, the like, when I first discovered a band, you know, uh, just using that as an example. Sure, people talked about it even, maybe, but there's no proof that that audio file existed prior to that, prior to me discovering it. Again, other than people claiming to have heard it. And I think that's kind of weird, um, overall. I just think that's kind of a weird theory, you know? And it's kind of hard to articulate my words for that specific piece of information, you know, and, uh, and other things like, uh, I kind of discovered a theory or, uh, developed it for lack of a better term. I didn't directly come up with the entire thing. Um, and I think the problem with today's generation is that they're always on their phones and I'm guilty of that, but I do pay attention to a lot of things and I learn and such, but, uh, anyway, I was, uh, doing... I, I was theorizing in bed, uh, la uh, not last night, uh, a couple days ago, and I was thinking, well, primates are born without a prefrontal cortex, which, like, kind of allows them to lie and stuff. Well, no, it doesn't allow them to lie, but having a prefrontal cortex in humans allows them to lie, or lie to a, uh, much bigger extent, and stuff like that, and... How, and then how it relates to sexual desire and courtship and and as well as uh, pol politics, modern politics, and how each of us has, how, how we've developed and how that is a necessary evolution uh, from our primate ancestors um, to our current state of affairs. And I was explaining this to them. And it was a really, it, it was a really big thing for me because I just felt really, really good about myself for kind of putting all these things together and, uh, you know, kind of explaining it to myself as well as to them, putting it into words. And guess what? None of them paid attention. They were all on their phone watching TikToks. And I was like, did you just hear a word? Uh, did you just hear a word I said? And they're like, I don't really care. And, you know, it was really interesting, and not, not to, like, hate on them or anything, but it's just, but people, it's, it's just a problem with today, I think, and even old people do this, and young people, and middle-aged people, and I think that's the problem, people need to listen more, you know, and it's, uh, this is pro uh, and in fact, the theory that I, uh, it, it would be, it would take me too long to explain it, and it would be uh, too all over the place, I think, until I could articulate it into a more precise explanation, uh, which I likely will do on a podcast. If uh, please remind me, listeners, um, if I don't do it. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it's just uh, very. It, it's just people don't like. 
could it be again if I am in if this is a simulation um is that just my mind deflecting people from hearing that theory you know and I'm not trying to get into like all the crazy like crystal lady stuff or and, and stuff like that but but it's just uh I don't know just stuff seems weird to me sometimes and perhaps I overthink it perhaps I underthink it uh but overall I think it's just uh I, I don't know whoever thinks that life is what it is I think is that this is all there is to life I think is um Naive, in a way, but I also think that people that think that, uh, we are, uh, that we're not even, like, real, that this is just, uh, um, I don't know, I just think that there's, that people that are all, not everyone, uh, I don't know how to articulate this, or say it even, just, uh, I don't know, I think people that, just, uh, wow, I don't even know what I was saying, you know, just, there's more to life than people think there is, I think, um, whether it be an afterlife, or a higher meaning, or some sort of higher, uh, deity that is, uh, controlling this all, or if we're, if this is an experiment, I have no idea, honestly, but I couldn't care less, the only thing is, this is just a, this is just a way for me to talk about it. Again, I don't particularly care what this is. It's just, um, you know, I was just kind of interested in uh, explaining it to myself as well as you guys. Just, uh, you know, like uh, like I said, it was kind of like Schrodinger's cat. Um, with You look that up. Just uh, do a bit of research on that. That's actually really interesting. Um he also uh, developed um, one of the, I believe it was the most uh, accurate representation, or one of the one of the most accurate representations of the, the atom. Uh, w he was actually the one who theorized that there are neutrons um, steadying the pole of the positive the positive protons in the atom. Uh, Preventing the electrons from uh, pulling into the protons, the nucleus. So, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, those are just kind of my thoughts on, like, what life is, you know? Like, what is it? Am I correct? Likely not. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know, I just think there's just so much to think about, and even just, just theorize about, and just, it just seems very crazy to me. Everything about life, it just, whoa, man. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, I, I think that people, I think that I'm overthinking it a little bit, but... I don't know, that's what the, this podcast is about. Useful information and just my talking, you know? There's some uh, parts of the show where I uh, discuss very pre prevalent and 
important issues, uh, and there's uh, segments like this where I just discuss what comes to my mind. And, yeah. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. We're going to play a song. We're going to play Social Intolerance from the album Social Intolerance by the thrash metal band Objector. Coming up next on Nominate.
Alright, I said I'd get to this earlier. Uh, we're going to be talking about COVID. Um, the... Oh, sorry about The uh, exact numbers. Uh, there's a few things that I think are important uh, to note when when discussing this. So, I, I gotta find... Damn, I really should have had this earlier, but... I'm gonna read you an article from Principia Scientific International. Um, it's actually, uh, legit from the, uh, WHO. Uh, this is an actual, uh, website. Well, uh, it, it links to the website. It's just, it explains it in, uh... In simpler terms than what the WHO website. This is uh, about the WHO. Uh, this was written uh, a couple months ago, I believe. But yeah, this is uh yeah. I'll leave the link to it anyway. But um, this is uh like I said from Principia Scientific International. WHO finally admits COVID nineteen PCR test has a problem. Obviously. In a statement released on December 14, 2020, the World Health Organization finally owned up to what hundreds of thousands of doctors and medical professionals have been saying for months. The PCR test used to diagnose COVID-19 is a hit-and-miss process with way too many false positives. This WHO-admitted problem comes in the wake of international lawsuits exposing the incompetence and malfeasance of public health officials and policymakers for reliance on diagnostic on a diagnostic test not fit for the purpose the world health organization admission uh, the world health organization admission is that the crux of the problem is a whole wholly arbitrary process which quote means that many cycles were required to detect virus in some circumstances, the, dem the distinction between background noise and actual presence of the target virus is difficult to ascertain, unquote. The UN body is now clearly looking to distance itself from the fatally flawed test as a growing number of lawsuits are processing through the courts exposing the insanity of relying on a test that even the inventor K Professor Carrie B. Mullis said was never designed to diagnose diseases. Professor Mullis was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in in chemistry in 1993. Coincidentally, Mullis died just before the pandemic started. We reported November 22nd, 2020, that a landmark court case in Portugal had ruled that the, that the PCR test used worldwide to diagnose COVID-19 was not fit for the purpose. Mostly, most importantly, the judges ruled that a single positive PCR test cannot be used as an effective diagnosis of infection. As OffGuardian.org reported at the time, quote, In their ruling, judges Margarita Ramos de Almeida and Ana Paremes referred to several scientific studies, most notably the study by Jafar Atal, which found that, when running PCR tests with 35 cycles or more, the accuracy dropped to 3%, meaning up to 97% of positive results could be false positives. The ruling goes on to conclude that, based on the science they read, any PCR test over 25 cycles is totally unreliable. Governments and private labs have been very tight-lipped about the exact number of cycles they run when when PCR testing, but it is known to be sometimes as high as 45. 
Even fearmonger in chief Anthony Fauci has publicly stated anything over th 35 is totally, totally unusable. Unquote. You can read the complete ruling in the original Portuguese here and translate it into English here. That's for, yeah. Um, anyway, among thousands of angry doctors arguing PCR tests should not be used, Dr. Pascal Sacre, I believe, that's, I, I apologize if I butcher, when I butcher any of these names, he wrote that, quote, The misuse of RT-PCR technique is used as a relentless and intentional strategy by some governments supported by scientific safety councils and by the dominant media to justify excessive measures such as the violation of a large number of constitutional rights, the destruction of the economy with the bankruptcy of the entire active sectors of society, the degradation of living conditions for a large number of ordinary citizens under the pretext of a pandemic based on a number of positive RT-PCR tests and not on a real number of patients. The clear and conclusive scientific evidence proves that these tests are not accurate and create a statistically significant percentage of false positives. Positive results more likely indicate ordinary respiratory diseases like the common cold. However, none of this is new information to science. The facts were known at least before 2007 after a New York Times report entitled Faith in quick tests leads to epidemic that wasn't. And they actually have a picture of it. And the link to it, I believe. Uh, clearly showed that scientifically, how scientifically inaccurate PCR tests are. Featuring many shocking statements from medical experts, ex experts sorry, on the use of these tests. Clearly laying out how they result in false positives and lead to dangerous exaggerations and false alarms. In their 2007 story, the New York Times cited a pre prescient quote from Dr. Elizabeth Talbot, Deputy State Epidemiologist for the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services, who said, quote, One of the most troubling aspects of the pseudo-epidemic is that all the de decisions seem so sensible at the time, unquote. Those who run our public institutions have a lot allowed them allowed history to repeat itself at the head of the line of incompetence and malfeasance is the un itself at the media briefing on covid 19 on march 16th 2020 the who director dr general tedros adhanom Ghebreyesus, again Ghebreyesus. i apologize because i am definitely pronouncing that wrong, he said, quote, we have a simple message for all countries, test, 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 unquote. This insanity of testing anyone and everyone without, even without symptoms, has been an unmitigated global public health scandal and must be stopped. All officials in high places complicit with this crime must be prosecuted. So, again, it just puts it into uh, simpler terms. Uh, but basically explains the whole thing. The and that that is on the WHO website. Uh, in that article, they actually link to it, so you can uh, go and check that out for yourself. Uh, I, ha I actually have the numbers for uh, Canada. Uh, the, the numbers for uh, how many times they run a PCR test, and uh, you will find that there is not a provincial standard, and this is very hard information to find. 
um, the, the there's only one province that had it uh, less than 35, and it was 33 times that they run it on average. Or actually, um, yeah, um, uh, in Quebec, 45 was the highest. Ontario, 40. Uh, Manitoba, 40. Saskatchewan, uh, 36, Alberta, 35, BC, 35, Nova Scotia, 34. Oh, sorry, there's two that had it under 35. Uh, and Newfoundland, 33. Um, sorry, I had to write that down on a big piece of paper. This is, this is actually in the newspaper. But, um, anyway, that, that, those obviously, um, kind of shows you that Wow, that's a, uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to calculate the numbers, actually. And uh, because, you know, like 35 times is uh, seems to be like the average, and though that can be up to 97% inaccurate, let's, uh, let's give them a little bit of leeway. Let's just say 85% inaccurate. All right, uh, let me, COVID... Deals. And I'll get all the numbers actually, but and technically these uh these numbers of course they're gonna look bad or bigger than they actually are because they don't do it uh because technically they should be doing it on a on a yearly basis and it's been over a year. Um, so like, say you calculated all the flu cases and deaths over the last, um, 10 years, it would look a lot worse than one year because they just added up all the numbers. Oh, okay. Here's the numbers here. Uh, so we have 162 million cases worldwide and 3.36 million deaths. Worldwide, across the entire globe. Um, first of all, we're going to we're we're going to cut those numbers down by eighty-five uh, percent. Fifteen, and when you and when you work with this, uh, you have to do fifteen percent because you know it's just basic math. Um, I don't know why uh, why you like why you wouldn't because eighty-five percent would be the if you put 85% of 162 million, um, you know, that wouldn't be the same. But anyway, uh, whoa, that is, that's not the right number. Um, that sucks. One second. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. It's, um, 24,300,000. One second, let me write that down. I like to write it down. Uh, 24, tw two, 24 million, sorry, 24 million, 300,000. Now, that's 15% uh, of 162 million, and very, very small number, obviously, um, compared to what it was. And again, we're just using the uh, WHO data. Um, not trying to, uh, 
mess with anyone here. We're just using the actual data. One, two, three. Oh, gosh, dang it. Three, one, two. And we're just, we're again, we're just using their numbers. No one else is, we're not using some random number that we just found. We're uh, just, in fact, we're, it's, a, it's a lesser number than what what you are, uh, what even the WHO is saying. And I, th I think that's, in, uh, that's important to note when, uh, when you're looking at this. Especially when I'm calculating it, you know, it's, that's a 15% of, oh, yeah, I was just uh, doing a bit of calculation here. 15% uh, of two of 3.36 million is 504,000. And then, let me write that down, 504,000. Now, uh, I'm not sure if you know this. And this is this is just how you calculate percent percentages. Uh, you go to your calculator. You can do this with me, actually. Um, you know what? Let's let's just calculate. Uh, let's calculate the death rate uh, right now using the numbers that we have. You would put the smaller number over the bigger number, so deaths over cases. So we have five hundred and four thousand deaths. So five oh four zero 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 equals. Oh no! Wait, sorry. No. Uh, let me clear that. 504000 divided by 240 no uh 24 million 24 300,000 24 million 300,000 so you'll have 24300000 and then divided that equals point 2 multiply that by 100 2.0% or 2.1, I guess. So that's a 2% death rate, uh, similar to the flu, just so you know. But, and even so, that may look like a relatively large number. Um, you know, like, alright, I can see that. 2.1 DR. Like I said, like, and again, it. I understand that. However, it's still a relatively small number. And compared to the infectivity rate, so if something has uh, like a 50% death rate, but your chances of it of getting it are like 0 0.003, would you be very scared of it? Likely not. I mean, you wouldn't want to get it, but you likely wouldn't be that scared of it. And we can all hope that none of us get a terrible thing like that. Uh, but to calculate mortality rate is the same thing, smaller number over bigger number. So 24,300,000, Oh, one more, one, I had one more zero than I needed. Divided by 7.6 billion, 7,6,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
although it may have a 2% death rate, even though I would like to point out that they mark uh, COVID, deaths that aren't actually COVID, like suicide, uh, murder, and stuff like that, if they test positive for COVID, that's a COVID death. Uh, so even then, the death rate would drop significantly lower, I believe 25%. Uh, but, you know, well, whatever. Whatever, we'll just leave it at, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just pretend that's not even what's happening. So the death rate would actually drop uh, 25%. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Uh, but the infectivity rate is only 0.32%. Just let that sink in. Not even a percent. And like I said, you could do this with me. And I did all this with you. And I read you the article so it made sense. And I used the official numbers from, like, if you just Google COVID numbers, this is, it's not even, like, from a website. It is literally the official numbers that just show up. It is a, not even relatively, just a minuscule number in general. To your chances of getting it, to of actually getting it, not just testing positive, but actually contracting the virus is just so tiny. So, just, I just wanted you guys to know that very, very, very tiny. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, I, and now, 0.32% infectivity rate and 2% uh, infectivity rate, uh, uh, death rate, sorry, and yeah, so I wouldn't be too worried if I were you, especially, you know, uh, anyway, I just want to read you a few more things, a few more small things that I have, um, should I get a COVID vaccine, are you a free thinker or a mainstream normie? Uh, mainstream normie would think the TV says we need quote unquote herd immunity. All my friends got cute stickers and a card. The TV says I should participate for the greater good. Celebrities, athletes, and musicians all tell me to get it. Government quote unquote experts and uh, and politicians all tell me to get it. I don't want to be considered a conspiracy theorist. And that's from the mainstream normie or the COVID idiot or a doomer. From a critical thinker, you may uh come across such thoughts as, what's in it? Who developed it? Who manufactured it? What is their track record? Do they have legal liability? Which, uh, actually, they don't. Uh, how long was it tested for? Eight months. Who's telling me to get it? Um, corrupt politicians. What is their track record? Not very good. Is it effective? Nope. Is it necessary for my age? Likely not. How many side effects reported? A ton. How many deaths reported? Mm, like I said, lots. Um, 54 people died from the swine flu vaccine back in the late 70s. Governments halted vaccinations. Over 10,000 recorded deaths for, in four months from a COVID vaccine, but nothing is said or done. What's going on? Uh, that's just a... Uh, I moved on from the... Uh, should I get the COVID vaccine? That was just a, that was just a question I had really, you know, like in, in the seventies, uh, whatever. Um, 
but for the COVID vaccine, of course, that, that may be like a little bit. No, actually, that is exactly. That's not even exaggerated a little bit. That's you shouldn't. Honestly, if you looked at the risk versus reward, uh, I wouldn't get the vaccine if I were you. The COVID vaccine specifically. Uh, again, like I said, I have I am vaccinated against a plethora of things, but not never the flu and never COVID. And again, like we said before, uh, you can look this up. There's over a quadrillion individual viruses. That's 12 zeros, I believe. 12 or 15 zeros on the end of that number. To be afraid of one with a 98% survival rate and a 0.3 infectivity rate, 0.3% infectivity rate, and try to eradicate that single virus is stupid and foolish. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I have, uh, there's other ones I want to read. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, damn it. I lost it. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, here it is. If the mask works, why the six feet? If the six feet works, why the mask? If they both work, why the lockdowns? If all three work, why the rush vaccines? If the vaccines are safe... Why is there a no liability cause clause? Sorry, uh, if more people die from the vaccines than the virus, why use the vaccines? And yeah, that's legit. Th a big part and a big point that I like to bring up is again there is no liability from the vaccine manufacturers. And we uh, two segments ago, one or two segments ago, we went over the uh, the track record of each of these uh, vaccine companies. And how unsafe they were, and how not great the people running them were, and uh, go back and re-listen to that little part. It was a while ago, but again, it is a minuscule, minuscule number of infect infections uh, when you look at the actual data, and not just what they're trying to tell you, and. All that, all that stuff, and again, it it definitely varies from country to country. Like if you look at uh, Canada, it's a one point five percent death rate compared to the world. It's two point two two percent. Whereas in Tanzania, it's not even regist it's not even a registerable number because it, there's only they've only had twenty one since the beginning of this, and they had no lockdowns or any restrictions whatsoever. I'd like to point that out. Um, anyway, uh, just, I just wanted to talk about that, because I said I would get to it, and, uh, I did, obviously. Um, anyway, thank you for, uh, for listening to this, uh, this segment of Phenomenal Nations Podcast. We're gonna play a song for you guys, uh, we're gonna play a song by, uh, yeah, by a band, by the, uh, by the band, sorry, oh man, uh, Pink Octopus, it, it, oh, damn, I just talked a lot, and now my uh, my words are kind of escaping me, Whew. anyway, uh, we're going to play a song, uh, Psycho by Pink Octopus off their uh, debut EP, coming up next on Phenomena Nation's podcast, we'll be right back!
right, Nation, we're going to close out the episode with uh, with this segment. It's a, This is a funner segment. We're going to be uh, watching a video um, from a... From a ABC News, I believe. Um, it's actually it's uh, damn near twelve years, ten years old. Um, it's uh, just about nine years old, actually. Um, so it, it's it's a pretty funny video. Uh, it's a real video, just so you know. Um, I feel like, it, it, yeah, it's just the fact that it's a real video. I just want to make sure you know. Um, we'll uh, we'll. We'll play the audio of the uh, of of the news report for you guys, and uh, I want to make sure. And I don't think I have to say this. Uh, well, I don't think I should have to say this, but I will anyway. I don't agree with what the guy they're interviewing is saying, but uh, what I do, but I find it very funny anyway that this is. Uh, I find it very. Yeah, funny. It, it, it's simply funny that someone is just like that, honestly. Like, whether you think, like, the actual subject in which he's uh, uh, talking about is funny to make fun of, uh, it doesn't matter because it, it, I honestly and truly think it is just a, a very funny video. So, again, this is real. Um, what the guy says does not r reflect what I actually feel. And I, again, I don't think I should have to say this, but I will anyway, just because, um, you know, uh, I don't want anything to ha like anyone to get the wrong idea. I just simply think it's a very funny, uh, video. So anyway, uh, enjoy this is uh, i actually will leave a link to uh, an entire playlist i made actually about this guy so um please uh sit back and relax a possible case of illegal dumping in the middle of the street made one neighbor very upset and he ended up chasing the person responsible on detroit's east side with no luck and a big mess on his hand he called us for sorry help. about the bad audio Kelly edwards tell us what happened after he reached out to seven action news we first introduced you to Jeff Brown during 7 Action News at 5. He witnessed a man boldly dumping large chunks of wood from a flatbed along Kaus on Detroit's Eastside Tuesday in broad daylight. <laughs> Brown says when he confronted the guy, the man took off. Brown tells us he jumped into action, got into his car, and tracked down the truck. He got a license plate number and called police. But the mess remained on the street, and no one had been caught. Taking action for Brown, we did some digging and found Ehor Stikevich. All right, now this is where the video gets funny. And uh, again, it's only two minutes. And if you watch the entire playlist I made, you'll only lose like six minutes of of your day. So, and I think it's worth it to watch these videos because they are really funny and they are real. So, and also uh, again, we're making uh, we're actually going to make a shirt design out of, from this guy. And again, it's supposed to be satirical. Warren resident. The truck Brown described parked in the driveway. 
wood covered his yard. Stakevich <laughs> claims he hit a curb and the debris accidentally <laughs> fell out. It's a little illegal to leave the wood in the street, so what I'm asking is... I'm going... I mean, you don't have to ask me, and I don't take no orders from no woman, by the way. <laughs> by the way, I don't take no orders from no women. Stakevich <laughs> says he was planning to go back and clean up the wood, but only had $1 worth of gas. <laughs> so you were saying that you were going back to clean up oh, the wood? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm Mr. Cleanup. I'm not Mr. Clean. I'm Mr. Clean Up. I'm not Mr. Clean. I'm Mr. Clean Up. Well, somebody said and that I live in Warren and I'm cleaning up Detroit. Go figure that one Go out. Figure somebody that said one that out. they tried to yell at you to come back and you kept going. And it then must have been a woman and I don't listen to women yelling. I tell them to shut up. Well, he was quite offensive with his answers. Dukevich maintains he just wants to help people remove chunks of wood from their property. I lift them all by myself with nobody else's help. Old guys, disabled guys, black guys, white guys, Polish guys, Ukrainian guys, and guys from Mars also. Oh, okay. Oh, Mar okay. From, from Mars? From Mars. Yeah, that's where I'm from, Mars. He's from and Mars. And police are investigating what exactly happened out here and whether Sakevich is responsible or whether he'll face any charges. On Detroit's <laughs> east side, Tara Edwards, <laughs> 7 Action News. <laughs> You're Stakevich. <laughs> and that's real that's actually on the news well was that is what we call peak comedy right there that is funny and if you don't think so well suck it up because that that is actually really funny for the fact that it was on the news, and it's just, yeah. And again, might just be my weird sense of humor, but guess what? Jokes are not supposed to be, um, they're not supposed to be, they're not supposed to do everything for everyone. They're supposed to, you know, be offensive, really. And, uh, I, I, uh... I think that's really funny. If you don't, oh well. But we're going to make a shirt design out of that, and uh, it's going to say Eeyore Stakevich for president. And of course, I don't actually think he should be president because he was sentenced uh, to, like, a mental institution. So, uh, yeah. But any, but he, I think he would be better than what's running the, what's running the U.S. right now. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, just uh, that's going to be the last segment. I just wanted to share that funny video with you guys. That, and I, and I don't care whether you think it's funny or not, it's funny. Alright, and yeah. So, just, uh, just uh, you know. Anyway, Eeyore Sikhevich for president. And that is going to be the new shirt design on Phenomena Nation's uh, merch store. You can go buy some merch if you want. Um, the merch, the new design may not be out, um, by the time this episode is out, but it will be up within one or two weeks of the end of this, uh, by the time this is posted. So if you're, wa if you're waiting for that, just so you know, anyway, uh, we're going to play a song for you guys, of course, uh, cause that's what we do. Uh, we're going to play you Don't Call Me by, uh, Cold Shoulder. Uh, we did a 
We did an interview with them not that long ago. Actually, I think it was last episode. But anyway, go check that out and uh, listen to the song. We'll be right back. Just call my name I'll give you the pills and the Novocaine Say your red is killing, I guess you're still a thing Need a little shot just to make you scream You like the fate of disease I'll take you or you don't bother calling in the morning But he's on it and I don't know To fill To the second baby hell I'm your drill Say your vision's blurry I guess that's the thing Take a dose of me Girl, this might sting You're like a fatal disease I'll do it You don't bother calling in the morning Body started in the dark Well, that's been episode 100. Uh, This is likely my longest episode ever. I haven't actually... I don't know the exact um, minute count. However, it is... uh, From what I think, it is likely my longest episode. But... It may not have been the most... Eventful or... 
astounding episode, but I, th- but I had a lot of fun with it, and I think that's what really matters when, uh, when I'm doing an episode, especially something special like this, it, we may, again, we may not have done anything, like, really crazy cool, um, we came up with two shirt designs, which, uh, we will have up within, uh, two weeks, and... Yeah, it was just a really fun episode uh, to do. We got we got to play a lot of music. Two new bands came on, and I'm glad for that. Uh, thanks to Bloodprint and Fo- uh, not Foghorn. Foghorn is the song by Bloodprint. Uh, f- uh, Bloodprint and Kiloton Tiger for coming on uh, and uh, letting us use their music. Um, but uh, I'm just glad for that. Their uh, awesome music. Every band that we play is awesome. So. Anyway, I think that's it. Uh, for questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, email me. Uh, my email will be in the description, very bottom. Uh, send us in a voice message. You can either email me an audio file or uh, log on to Anchor, and you can send me just a one-minute one over Anchor. Uh, are you in a band or maybe you're an artist or uh, anything and you want to have an interview on my show? I'd definitely be uh, down for that. Um uh, all I ask is that I have a uh, one week's notice minimum uh, before you'd like to come on. That's the only thing. Uh, for any promotions or ads, uh, we have very reasonable rates. You can email me or DM me on Instagram uh, about that specifically. Uh, my the Instagram is official underscore pnpn on Instagram for the main Instagram page, as well as pnmemes15 uh, for the meme page phenomenon Asians meme page I, I, n- not all of them are uh, centric to uh, phenomenon Asians they're just memes that I've seen I think they're funny and uh, yeah anyway that's uh, that's kind of it I guess uh, thank you for tuning into episode 100 big episode for us and uh, I'm glad I got to get through as much stuff as I did 10 segments 10 uh, f- including the introduction segment and 11 if you include this segment i i always count the the uh intro segment as one but never the uh final segment so like this 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 is the final segment um yeah i guess that is i guess that's it really um leave a review on apple uh if you can because we would uh we'd love to we we'd love to shoot up those charts tell your friends about the show go buy some merch we'll leave the link to our link tree and you can check out our instagram and our meme page and actually there's a if there's one uh one video on there and it's uh you if you it's uh have a personal phone call with max you click on it it'll take you to a uh to a page uh that you wouldn't be able to find otherwise and it'll show you a video on how to uh how to actually uh, call me, and uh, we can have a talk. I'm not going to tell you how to do that, just uh, in our link tree. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, and, uh, yeah, buy merch on our merch on our merch store. We'll leave the link to that in our link tree. Follow me on uh, Parlor and uh, Mixler. We haven't done anything on that, uh, you know, like forever. Uh, but anyway, I think that's it. Again, thank you for tuning in to Phenomena Nation's podcast. Um, Don't forget to say no to mandatory masks and vaccines. And...
party on. Whoever would have thought we could slip so far. The whole world locked down in a prison without bars. Suspicious of our neighbors, arguing with our friends. It's like we're counting down the days till society ends. But let's be honest, democracy died a long time ago. How long have we been spinning in place like a dynamo? Switching up one puppet for another Muppet actor. But the strings are all connected to the same puppet masters. Infecting every screen with their propaganda cues. Staying out of view, watching from the pews. Trying to keep us all inside where they pump us full of news. Only angles they approve, censoring the truth. To make you think that I'm the enemy of our time. As if standing up for my freedom is some kind of fucking crime. So ask yourself, what's the bigger threat to humankind? The virus in the body or the virus in the mind? Days go by as we march to the ending. Those in control, you won't last. Start repairing. Has its reasons, but the virus favors some, so be grateful if you're chosen. Church is closed for service, but the liquor stores are open. The virus won't stop until everything is broken, till everyone is injected and all that we own is stolen, till the streets are desolate except for cops who patrol them. Making sure you have your papers and your permits for roaming, while the old die alone. History is repeating, orchestrated behind closed doors and secret meetings. The scheme uses fear to coerce our compliance, but I will not sit in silence. It's time to cure the virus. Go by as we march to the ending Those in control, you won't last Start repenting 